Good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Had such a wonderful weekend here. Great Sunday night service. And uh, it was great to have Urshan School. I want to say Urshan Graduate School, but Urshan College. I was corrected on that. What a great uh, worship and a great move of God. Great kids. Young people that were so kind and respectful and uh, down to earth. I've met a few of them that thought they had just arrived and we should have noticed that, but they were so refreshing and uh, so thankful for our church family that helped house a few of them. And uh, I'm looking forward to them coming again. If you have your Bibles for a few moments... Uh, turn with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 6. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago uh, something about Paul's closing words and I'm going to go to some other closing words of the Apostle Paul found in the book of Ephesians. I'm going to begin reading with verse number 10. I know you are familiar with it. Read along with me if you will. Beginning at verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand or you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, remember what that word means? Wherefore, what is it there for? Take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And everybody said, Amen. I'm going to take you back to verse number 16. Above all. Everybody say above all. Doesn't mean this is the most important, but you, you, you have everything else, but if you don't have this, you're in trouble. Take the shield of faith, which shall be able. Everybody say it shall be able to quench Put out 
extinguish all the fiery darts of the wicked. I want to talk to you a little while about the shield of faith. You may be seated. Paul was wrapping up his letter to the Ephesian church and closing with some powerfully important truths for the child of God, important to grasp uh, the significance of what Paul has laid out before them in expressing and talking about this position and this place uh, and the posture of the child of God uh, concerning what they were facing. As Paul sat chained to a Roman guard, he looked ahead and he saw the future and what was coming. He considered the greatness of the struggle which they were engaged in and He saw what was laying before the New Testament church believer. They were up against some things that they in themselves would not be able to handle in their own strength. They would need all of the help that they could get and they would need every weapon that was designed for their use. They must move into the future and into uh, this place that God has prepared for them. And whatever might lay in their future, they must come prepared for the journey. And when all of it was over and there was nothing left but the shouting to be done, that they would still be standing and serving the living God. They were in a battle against the forces of evil that meant to stop them if they could. And I underline, if they could. It was not just a physical battle that Paul was talking about, but it was a spiritual battle. But no fear for God had given well-designed weapons that were at their disposal for them to utilize. And as Paul was chained to this Roman soldier, he looks over at him and sees in this armored man an image of what the child of God should look like and what the child of God should be prepared for. And unaware, this soldier became a setting portrait for him to use. And as Paul looked over the dress of this soldier, every detail was pressed by Paul into service. And he utilized that to Help the child of God understand that if you are going to be fully prepared for what is before you, you're going to have to be equipped for the journey. And piece by piece, he translates for the child of God every important aspect. 
the belt of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the sandals that would shod their feet and protect them, and the shield of faith, and the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, and above all of those things, prayer, their words, uh, their, their voice would be valuable, and all of those things involve different aspects of our spiritual life that this armor was designed to protect and secure. Most importantly, it is for us to understand that this armor was designed and forged by God, and it is designed to withstand any attack. It covers the areas of my soul and life that are vulnerable to attack. And the weapons that Paul describes, some of them are offensive weapons and some of them are defensive measures. There were armor that was used for attack and there was armor that was used for protection. And tonight I want to take for a few moments you to look back and let's look in particular at the shield of faith. There's an interesting and revelatory word to me here in Paul's description of this shield of faith. There were two types of shields that were used in Roman times. One of them was a small uh, target that uh, could be easily carried on the arm and uh, it was easy to maneuver. There was another one that was much larger and the way it was designed and constructed, it was difficult to carry. Uh, it was as large as four foot tall, perhaps even larger it was covered on the outside by leather. It was rectangular in shape. And it was designed in such a way that if a soldier stood beside another soldier and another soldier and another, that it would actually form a wall at which they could march behind and go in to take a city. And uh, it was this particular shield, and interesting, it's the only time in the New Testament that this particular word is used for that uh, word shield. And it was what Paul envisioned as God's weapon of, of, of uh, uh, for the child of God as they were going into their spiritual battle. And if you could envision the scene tonight for just a moment, you would see soldiers as they stood side by side. And the first row was holding the shield before them. And there was a second row that would hold the shield over them so it would protect anything that was being lobbed over. And so in essence it was an impenetrable barrier that was designed to allow them to move in or to take and withstand any assault that would come against them without any harm. It was a practice in that time 
that they would take arrows or spears and they would, uh, they would put it uh, tallow and I'm not sure what the substance consisted of, but it was highly flammable and they would light it on fire and then they would throw the arrows or they would shoot them. And many times they would penetrate the body and it was excruciatingly painful and uh, very difficult to withstand. That was the image that Paul was trying to draw for the church and the New Testament believer. That there is an enemy out there that's coming against you that's not going to withhold anything. And he's going to use every tactic that he can to get at you. And he's going to fire at you. He's going to send arrows your way that are designed to destroy and hurt and maim your life. But don't be afraid because God has given you a weapon that can defend you against such an attack. And this was the image of faith that Paul wanted them to see. This was a different aspect of faith than most people would think of when they thought about faith. It was not the the, the kind of thinking most people and when they think about faith, they think about uh, the, the aggressive, the going, the conquering, the overcoming. First John chapter 4 says that, that the, our victory is our faith. How we overcome, how we fight through to victory is by our faith. And now Paul is taking our faith and he's showing a different aspect of it that is equally as important, if not more important than a fighting faith, it is the protecting power of your faith. Amen. That your faith is not just something to go to war with. It's something to surround you and shield you from every fiery dart that could come Against you. And Paul wanted them to understand that their faith not only fights for them, but their faith was designed to protect them. And not a partial protection, but a complete protection. It cast its defense over the whole of his life and your life. It's a safety for the mind, for the heart, for the feet. For the eyes, for the hands, whatever the enemy might throw against you. The shield of faith is an all-embracing shelter. Now here's the problem with all of that. If faith protects me, then explain to me Paul's life. Because there is nothing in Paul's life that seems to have been protected. And I read to you. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. In labors more abundant. In stripes above measure. In prisons more frequent. In death oft Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice I was beaten with rods. 
Once I was stoned and thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeyings often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of mine own countrymen, in perils of the heathen, in perils of the city, in perils of the wilderness, in perils of the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. And beside all these things, there is the constant daily care of the churches. Now, when you hear Paul describe that in chapter 11 of Second Corinthians... And then you move into the 12th chapter of Corinthians where he talks about knowing a man (coughs) that had been to heaven and seen heavenly visions and all of the glories of another world. And yet he had a thorn in his flesh and he prayed for God to remove that thorn. And three times he prayed and finally God said, To him, my grace is sufficient for you. And Paul accepted that and he said, All right, I will rather glory in my infirmities that the power may be of God and not of me. Rather, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then Am I strong? So tell me, if faith is a shield, how did it not protect Paul from all of those things? He was not protected from cold. He was not protected from heat. He was not protected from hunger. He was not protected from shipwreck. Nor was he protected from robbers and all the other things. It seems to me, That when you read the life of the Apostle Paul, that everything that makes life bitter was mixed into the cup of the Apostle's life. Yet he dares to speak in our text of a faith that protects. What had it protected him from? And herein lies the great revelation concerning your faith. Faith was never intended to be your exemption from anything. Faith was never designed, never designed to guard your life from anything. It was designed to guard your life In everything. Amen. Now I know that some of you don't get it quite yet. But you need to get it. Because it would relieve a lot of frustration. And a lot of questions that we often wrestle with. When we're going through difficulty. And we're feeling the pain and the suffering of the moment. And we're wondering what's wrong with my faith. 
Faith wasn't designed to keep you from the fire. It was designed to keep you in the fire. And Paul wanted these New Testament believers to understand that as you move forward, you're going to have to live through some stuff. You're going to have to go through some things. You're going to have to endure some suffering. You're going to have to face an enemy that's going to try to knock everything out of you. But God's going to give you something that wherever life takes you, it will keep you in that moment. And it will keep you always in that moment. So that God's glory can be seen in your life. Faith is never given to us to keep us from going through anything, but to protect us as we go into everything. Faith empowers us to bear and cheerfully bear that which otherwise would break our heart and harden and darken our soul. It is a passing through the dark waters without the dark waters coming in to my soul. Amen. Faith is empowering me to go on. It is to pass through the very worst that life can bring, but do it undismayed and unafraid and unembittered, if that's a word. It's, it's to tread through the darkest mile of life and be able to sing every step of the way. Amen. I love the story of the three Hebrew boys when they were put in the fire. The only power the fire had on them is what man had done to them. And it burned it off. All the ropes that they had been tied up with, all the bondage that had been put around them to try to reduce them and and confine them when they step into the fire and there in the presence of the heat and the burning elements it burned everything that had been put on them but what was in them was not touched and it was so powerful that when they came out of that experience the Bible said you couldn't even smell smoke on them amen it didn't singe the hair It didn't leave any trace or mark. And I'm going to tell you something right now. What you're going through, I don't care how hard the devil tries to put a mark on your life. There's a shield that's going to protect you. God's going to keep you. He's going to help you. That mark is not going to stay. It's not going to last. Why? Because there's a faith that is in you right now that is greater than whatever opposition is against you and whatever the devil may throw your way God said I've got you covered I've got you covered I've got you protected it's go- I- I've got the power to put it out whatever he fires up against you yeah. amen this is what faith is designed to achieve in my life not to save me from something but to save me and keep me while I'm in the midst of it that is the shielding power of faith. And to me, that is the most powerful aspect of faith. I love the book of Hebrews, 11 in particular, the chapter of the heroes of faith. 
And you begin reading about by faith. I love you. Go, go home and read that 11th chapter from the Amplified, the old Amplified Bible. And every time it says the word by, every word, every time that word is used in the Greek, it had a different uh, nuance. It had a, a little different significance to it. And so it, uh, it says enabled by faith, empowered by faith. So faith enabled and it empowered and all of these great things, Abraham and, and, and Moses and David and all of these great people of faith. But it comes to a point in that chapter that he moves from the enabling power of faith to the keeping power of faith. Amen. The keeping power and others. Amen. And others. Others suffered without giving a one inch, without being reduced one inch. I don't care what's trying to happen in your body. There's a lot of things that can attack my body, but it cannot destroy me because my life is in the hands of an almighty God. And although it may destroy this flesh, it's not going to destroy the spirit and the soul. God said, I'm going to keep you and I'm going to protect you. And this is the power of faith that we need to embrace tonight. It is the power of faith that not just leads us to victory, but It is the power of faith that protects us in the midst of our battle. It keeps us from being bitter. Amen. It keeps us from getting encumbered. It keeps us in the spirit of peace amid all the mysteries and the buffetings of life. Paul's choice of words tell us how effectual that weapon, that shield is. He said it will quench. I love that word. Quench. Put it out. Amen. It will suffocate. It will stop it. It will penetrate it. They say that when they would go to battle, they would take their shields and they would dip them in water. And that leather would soak the water up. And so when those arrows were thrown that had the fiery tip on them, they would hit that shield, penetrate, and immediately it would be put out. And that was the image that Paul wanted you and I to understand about our faith. That it doesn't matter what the devil tries to come against you with. There's a power of faith to put out the burn, the fire, whatever the the destruction it, it might try to do against you. It will put out any fire. The enemy directs in your path anything the devil kindles. There's an aspect of our faith that we need to understand more fully. And that is not just the enabling power of faith, but the keeping power of faith. Amen. Stop questioning and doubting your faith because of what you're going through right now. And what you're battling. Well, Brother Hughes, if I had faith, I wouldn't be going through this. No, that's what God gave you faith for. You need to go through it. I need to go through it for many reasons. Not just to prove to me that I can, but there's a host of heaven that's watching this thing. 
We're on display tonight. I don't know if you know that, but Paul said in Ephesians that there's a heavenly uh, host. We're, we're in an arena tonight, and we are displaying the grace of God and the power of God's grace to keep us and protect us. And there are others that are watching, angels and heavenly beings that are watching this going on, and they're watching you and I as we walk through those dark valleys, but we still have a song in our heart. We go through those buffetings, but they don't touch the soul. They only touch that outer part of us uh, that is going to, to, to vanish anyway one of these days. And we're going to have a new body, an immortal body. Amen. There's an accomplishing power of faith that we need to grasp. And we need to stop questioning when we're in the midst of trouble and hardship Wondering if we're in the will of God. Yes, we're in the will of God. Not only that, God's given us something to keep us no matter what we go through. Amen. A young writer tells about going down into a coal mine many years ago with a group of people. And as they descended into the mine, he noticed that on the other side of the gangway grew a plant which was amazingly, perfectly white. And the whole group, they were all astonished that there in that setting, there in the coal dust of that mine was this little plant and it could be so pure and white amid all of the dirt and the filth that flew continually. It was so beautifully white. They were astonished. They were just amazed that this little thing could be so pure. A miner who was going down with them saw their amazement, and he reached down and he got a little dust, and he threw it over on that white plant. And amazingly, none of it stuck. It all just fell right off. It was not marred in any way. There was nothing that remained. Not a particle stuck. Not a particle stuck that fell on that little white plant. Now, folks, if God could keep a little white plant in a dark, dusty, dirty coal mine, clean and pure and white... Don't you think that as a child of his, that he is going to give you something that's going to help protect you, that no matter what the devil throws at you, it's not going to stick. Amen. It's not going to stay. That's the power of your shield of faith. So that's why Paul said, take it up. Take up the shield of faith. You have to lay your hand on it. And make it a part of your life. And when you do, you're going to be amazed that in the midst of your darkest trial, you sing the sweetest songs. Amen. I'm closing. David, one of the great men of faith and a great writer in Scripture. I'm amazed when I went to studying the the book of Psalms that the majority of David's psalms were written under the greatest distress. Amen. 
That, that tells me something. That something good ought to come out of my trials. Amen. There ought to be a testimony that comes out of all of my adversities. Hey, folks, I'm still standing. <laughs> hey, look at me tonight. I'm still withstanding. And I'm going to keep standing. Why? Because God has given me an armor. And he has given me a shield of faith that will keep me as I go through the midst of this darkness. Amen. God bless you tonight. Stand with me. I hope you have gotten something from the Word of God. Amen. There's a shield that you need to take hold of. And you need to take it every day of your life. The shield of faith. Not to keep you from anything, but to keep you while you are in those things. Amen. God bless you. If this wasn't enough, we've got some ice cream treats for you out in the foyer when you go out. Maybe that will help you feel better before you go home. God bless you. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord.